Welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair, joined by my producer slash co-host, Joe Thiessen. Wow. Thank you for listening to another episode of Shia LaBeouf's favorite football Yay. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Freaking... Yeah, a little Shia LaBeouf. So, I don't know what's going on with him I right now. Yeah, so yeah. Shia LaBeouf has been kind of a internet sensation. Yeah. yeah. And... For on a couple of occasions, I believe. Oh, I, multiple occasions. A for lot. Sure. This one, I don't know. I don't under. I haven't watched the video. Me I neither. haven't watched anything about no. it. I don't understand. It's, I'm kind of like we're we're kind of like two trains in the night passing. Me and this Shia LaBeouf <laughs> thing. Like I see it, but I don't really know what's going on with it. Yeah, no, you know? I totally get that. Yeah. And it's confusing. That I don't know if I have enough care to actually try and see what's going on there. Yeah, maybe he's doing because he had his episode he got arrested once remember oh. he had a couple things he had to just do it and that was yeah huge. just do it was big he got arrested yeah. at one point and was being a weirdo yeah online he was in see that sia music video oh yeah yeah and now i think that just from seeing it like i said two trains in the night i can kind of assume what it is seems like they're having some sort of a table read for a show or a movie is uh, Matthew McConaughey in there too? Matt thinks or Brad? No, sorry, Brad Pitt, right? One of them. That yeah. sounds familiar. And it seems like he's just silly. I don't know. Yeah, in his car. It's being weird. Yeah. Kyle LaBeouf things. Uh, only '90s kids will remember him on. That's true. On Even Stevens. I. You ever watch Even Stevens? Yeah. You're lying. No. Even Stevens, the movie. I love that show. Oh yeah. What was their neighbor's name? Mister. <laughs> no, the kid. Sorry. Yeah, the kid, their neighbor. Yeah, their neighbor. Oh, I thought you were talking about my neighbor. No, <laughs> why would I be talking about your neighbor? Um, in in, in connection with even Stevens, why do you think that I would be asking you what your neighbor's name is? No, I I, for, I thought we dropped that already. No, how we we well, were literally just talking about. But it. I already said my guess, Carl. Carl. Carl no, no, no. Carl it's Tim? not a it's not a normal name. Hmm. It's Giovanni. A, it's actually a food. Alfredo Beans. What? Their neighbor's name was Beans. <laughs> That's really cool. yeah. He was a, just a, a kid. His name was Beans. <laughs> Not like uh, a real name or a nickname. I don't remember. Beans. Beans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what the whole premise of the show Even Stevens was. I think they were just a silly family. Oh. You, so you've never seen the Even Steve Even Stevens? I feel like I've I've seen clips. Mm. Maybe. What? Who? Who else acted in there? Uh, you can't even say Shia LaBeouf's sister and even Stevens. You know her. Actually, oh. <laughs> no, okay. I don't know her. She, you, I think you would recognize her even if you if Stevens. you looked at it. I don't know what her name is, uh, but yeah, Shia LaBeouf uh, was in there, and Beans, the guy who plays Beans, was in there. He, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I know. I like I said, I don't remember a whole lot from the show. You're looking up even Stevens right now. I'm, I'm looking up the cast. The cast. Cast and crew. Oh yeah, I would actually like to Christy know who Christy Carlson it. something. Christy Carlson. Yeah. Mm. Don't know who that is. As Renee. Yeah. No, they had no way they had the uh, <laughs> Stephen Anthony Lawrence. Who's that? This freaking guy. Oh wow. 
This is, makes for a great podcast. Come on. Oh yeah, that's that's Beans. That's Beans. That's Beans. What a goof. Yeah, he was just a little boy in the show. Bernard Beans something. Bern- so this, I'm sure this makes for a fantastic uh, content for <laughs> leaning for an, away for from an audio pod. Leaning away from the Constantly. mic. Oh looking, yeah, looking at pictures. <laughs> looking at pictures. Uh, <laughs> let us know. Hey, if you've watched even Stevens. Leave us a five-star review <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Uh, but yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning into the show. We will get to football at some point. Uh, we just finished week three of the NFL season. Hard to believe we're three weeks into the NFL season. Uh, going to go through all the games again. Going to go through next week's games. Uh, talk a little picks action. Uh, talk about uh, my lock and how it went horribly wrong this week. <laughs> we'll get into that at some point. Uh, but we are on our uh, 25th episode anniversary. 25th, I can't believe 25th it. 25th anniversary. Me and you. That's so me sweet. And you, 25. Who would have guessed that we'd ever be here? Wow. Not me. Not me. That's for darn. Insert sure. that Paul Rudd. Yeah. Name. Insert Paul Rudd. Uh, Paul Rudd is actually our guest on today's podcast. He is. Yeah, I'm serious. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> No. Wow, I really thought that was Paul Rudd there for a second. I cut that out, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought we had Paul Rudd here for a second. I, well, Joe just did a phenomenal Paul Rudd impression. <clears throat> impression. Excuse rather. me. But yeah, we've, we're 25 episodes. And shout out to everybody that's been here for 25 episodes. Wow. Here's to 25 more. And then we're cutting it. Yeah, <laughs> 25 more. It's over after that. Then we're starting a different one. Yeah, we'll we're, see how it goes. We're going to start different sports. Next one is going to be the Average Joe Pickleball yeah, Show. Yeah, you've never even taken me out yet. Yeah, no, I haven't yet. Pickleball is a thing that I recently started doing. Uh, and by recently started doing, I mean, I, I've done it once. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you. I did it with some friends. Uh, I wasn't. Not me. No, you, you weren't invited. Uh, but it's like a super fun game. It's like tennis, but actually fun and not so hard. It's just tennis on a smaller court. Yeah, tennis is hard. You ever try to play tennis before? Yeah. I like to pride myself in being like fairly athletic at most things. Tennis is one of those things I just cannot comprehend. And some would say I'm not very good at pickleball either. I got destroyed a lot. <laughs> And that was frustrating. I'm not used to losing so bad in sports. And then I just get angry. So I want to take you out with you so I can beat you. Oh. Yeah. Well, that, and that's, see, and that's where I think we have a good, like, dynamic, like, going on. Because I'm not competitive in sports. Whatever. Don't give me that look. Whatever. Don't give me that. I'm serious. I don't understand When have how... you ever seen me not, be, when have you ever seen me be competitive with sports? Well, I get, I can get, I get angry when I always, mess up. I get angry with yeah. myself when I mess up. You always think you can beat me in a race. That's not sports. That's basically a sport. Running is a sport. Did, were you talking to Joel? What? No. Why? It's good. Never mind. Why? Sorry? Why? Nothing. What did Joel say? Nothing. What do you mean was I talking to I Joel? I was talking to Joel the other day. Okay. About how I'm, I don't have a very competitive um, spirit, you know? Uh. He was like, well, you always say you could beat Joe in a race. Yeah. <laughs> so he said that. So I figured yeah. you may have spoken to him. You, you can't beat me in a race. And also, you, but you know, also before so the this show. this is going to be, actually, we're going to set a date <laughs> soon. And me and Joe will race. We're going to race. We're going to uh, race. It'll be episode 125. We're going to have, no, no, gonna no. have a race. Yeah. Episode 50. Episode 50. That's you want to race? Yes. I'll race you right now. We don't even have to wait till 50. Episode 50. I will race you. All right. Stay tuned, guys. 25 episodes in. Episode 50, we're going to race. And it's I don't know how we're... a big thing because yeah. you might think, you might think like there's no way in the world that host Joe could ever like win against 
producer Joe because producer Joe is shorter. Uh, okay. Oh, you're saying okay. Quicker. You have more endurance. Than you're me. not quicker than me. I'm quicker. No, you're not. I'm quicker than you. I don't know what what makes you think you're quicker. I've raced you multiple times. Yeah, and we've we've like we we've tied. We've we've never you've never like beat me in a race. I don't know where you get this from. You I beat s- you in a race when you lived on no. Don't say my address on the podcast. Just because you're you're upset. <laughs> you, you, I think you are more competitive than you than you lead on because before this you were also saying that you could absolutely kick a field goal. That in the ass. So you think that you could legitimately kick a field goal? So here's a couple of things that we're going to do now, and this is kind of yeah. nice that we can do things on this podcast. Yeah. I will beat Joe in a field goal kicking competition. Ooh, this is something that I'm beat, actually, and I'll beat you in a race. I'm on board with because I'm totally convinced that I well I know for a fact that I cannot kick a field goal. I think it's a lot. I've tried it before. It's way harder than you think it is. So from how far? If, any distance. Any distance. Yeah. So you just can't. We're going to do. We're going to do multiple distances. Yeah. This is definitely a thing that we're going to have to do. A, a field goal kick. I've been meaning to. Do some stuff on our YouTube dash. I've been meaning to do some stuff on our YouTube channel. And and this is I, I really we gotta get this going. I think so too. It's gonna be a, a field goal kicking competition, 40 yard dash competition, bench press. So are we gonna do timed? Here's the thing. We can do timed 40 yard dashes no, no. accurately because I know someone who has a laser timer system. Mm. That sounds that sounds pretty awesome. Actually. Yeah, so then it, that's how you can actually tell. I think you would wins. beat me in a 40 yard dash. I, I can, but yeah, okay, fine. I was talking sprint. 100 meter sprint. Okay, we'll do that. I'll I, I, start, I don't start fast. I will beat you in both. I hope this is enjoyable to listen to on a podcast, just me and you competing. I forgot we were recording. I, I just I, pissed. Yeah, I'm just ticked off. But yeah, we, we're we going to get into football at some point. I, uh, and at some point, I'm going to talk about my lock and how it went horribly wrong. And now I have to do a punishment this week. Uh, but yeah. Why don't we just jump straight into into the football this week? So once again, we had 16 games this week in the NFL. Joe's not happy about it. What's your beef with, with these games? I know you don't like... He's, he, do you not enjoy me going through all 16 games? No, usually I just zone out. <laughs> like on Pinterest and stuff. <laughs> Pinterest. What do you find on Pinterest? DIY. DIY things. Making like a house out of popsicle sticks. That and other things. Okay. Well, wait, maybe you should Google how to beat me in a race because I know you don't know how to do that. Anyways, first up, we had the Dolphins at the Jaguars on Thursday night. My Miami Dolphins. Uh, going into this game... For some reason, I don't know why, but at some point the Jacksonville Jaguars became overrated, question mark, which is weird because this team was supposedly tanking before the season. Uh, And then all the experts and all of their sisters and brothers were picking the Jaguars to win handily against the Dolphins. I don't understand when this happened. I mean, when did we just assume that the Jaguars were a really good team? Uh, I I was not on board with that. I'm not saying that the Dolphins are great. They're, They're not. Going to this game... I would say it was a toss-up between these two teams. I don't know why all of a sudden Jacksonville was considered this heavy favorite over the Miami Dolphins, but all the experts picked Jacksonville. Fitzmagic went into Jacksonville, kicked Minshew's butt. Jack, uh, Jacksonville struggled. Gardner Minshew struggled in this game. Uh, Fitzmagic was awesome. He came out firing on all 
cylinders. He completed his first 12 passes to start the game. They drove down the field. Miami got off to a real hot start. They were up 21 to seven at the half and basically never relented. Uh, Gardner Minshew struggled. This was probably his worst game he's had in some time. Uh, he ended up with, uh, he was 30 for 42, 275 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. James Robinson, the undrafted running back for Jacksonville was phenomenal in this game. He was all over the place. He had 130 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but Miami, you know, this this was a get-right game for them. They've they've had a couple games where they were somewhat competitive and, and disappointing outcomes. They finally got some stuff together. They finally were able to build something in this game. They got a pass rush. Uh, they got four sacks in this game on Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew was not comfortable most of this game. It was nice to see the Dolphins actually get some pass rush, get a guy like Kyle Van Noy actually playing well. Uh, he had some huge plays in this game. Uh, but yeah, the Dolphins end up beating the Jaguars on Thursday Night Football. Next up, the next game that we're talking about on today's podcast is the Rams going into Buffalo and playing the Buffalo Bills. And Buffalo comes out on top with a 35-32 to victory over the Los Angeles Rams. And yes, I know what you're thinking. When you're, you know, you're listening to this podcast, you're thinking, oh, Joe, he's such an idiot. All offseason long, you talked about Josh Allen, how Josh Allen's not a good quarterback, how you shouldn't trust Josh Allen. And he's gone in and he's played at an MVP level through the first three weeks of the season. And I'm not going to argue. I, I concede. I lose. I, I, I talked a lot of crap about Josh Allen before the start of the season. I did not think that... I thought. I honestly thought that he would have a down year uh, and people would kind of start to realize him for who I thought he was going into the season. That was not a very good quarterback. But he's done literally the exact opposite of that this this season so far. I mean, he's played phenomenal. I, I'm not going to I'm not gonna doubt it. He's been awesome this whole season. He had another 311 yards, four touchdowns. He had a pick that was super weird and controversial. Maybe shouldn't have been a pick. He threw a pass to to his uh, one of his tight ends, I believe, uh, and, and the tight end caught it, uh, and then it was ripped out of his arms in midair, and somehow that was an interception, even though it looked like both of them had it. And Buffalo got off to a really, really hot start until that point. I mean, they were up 28-3 to at one point. They scored uh, on their first... They scored a touchdown on their first four possessions. So that offense was really just firing on all cylinders. And then after that questionable interception, the Rams started to crawl back in this game. Aaron Donald was playing absolutely spectacular in this game. He had two sacks. He was throwing Josh Allen all over the place. And it looked like the Rams were going to steal a victory, come back down 28-3, to just like the, the Falcons in the Super Bowl. We'll talk about the Falcons blowing another lead later on in the show. But the the Rams go up late, I believe, with just just about five minutes left uh, in the fourth quarter. They, the Rams go up 32 to 25. 25? Uh, yeah, that seems right. 32 to 25. And it looked like the Buffalo Bills were dead to rights. There was a couple, pose- couple times during that final possession for Josh Allen where the Bills were in third and 20, third and 22, third, like third and very long. And the Rams had multiple opportunities to make stops and stop this Buffalo offense. But Josh Allen kept doing what he does and he completing these wide open passes down the field and making spectacular plays. I mean, this guy is so hard to sack. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends uh, via text during one of these games and I, I said, it's impossible to tackle this moose of a man, Josh Allen. I mean, the, the guy is, he is 
he's like a moose. I mean, I talked about how he looks weird in the pocket. He kind of looks like a moose on ice. I mean, he looks kind of clumsy. He looks kind of weird, but he just gets the job done. He's so hard to bring down. He had one play where he was just, he was nearly sacked multiple times and ended up throwing uh, a completion, I believe. And it looked like he was going to blow the game late. He ends up throwing uh, a touchdown to another one of his tight ends to win the game at the last second. Obviously, he had help with a little bit of a, a really, really bad pass interference call on fourth down that probably should have ended the game. But Buffalo fans are going to say, hey, that interception was bullcrap, so uh, the penalty at the end is justified. I don't know about that. But yeah, a really great win for Buffalo. They seem to be legit uh, this year. They, they've impressed me for sure, and Josh Allen has made me eat my words over and over again. Moving on to the next game, it's the... Oh, not Oakland. The Las Vegas Raiders going up against the New England Patriots. The Patriots walk out with a pretty easy victory, 36-20. to uh, Cam Newton did not play all that well in this game. He had a pretty quiet day. He was 17 for 28, 162, a touchdown and an interception. But the run game for New England is what won this game. Uh, they were able to get a lot of production. They had 250 total rush yards. And it was just a purely a running back by committee situation. Sony Michelle. Had probably his best game that he's had since potentially the Super Bowl against the Rams. He had 117 yards on nine carries and two touchdowns. Then you had J.J. Taylor, the undrafted rookie. He had 11 carries for 43 yards. And Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead came out of nowhere, had six rushes for 49 yards and two touchdowns. He had 98 all-purpose yards for three touchdowns. And it seemed like he was flipping into the end zone end zone every single time he touched the ball uh, Cam Newton also chipped in 27 yards on the ground uh, Darren Waller who had a phenomenal game against the Saints was completely taken out of this game we knew Bill Belichick would try to do something to stop Darren Waller because he was so dominant against the Saints and he had just two catches for nine yards and both those catches came late in the game when the game was pretty well out of hand already uh, up until the, up until late Darren Waller had one target for zero receptions. Uh, he was taken completely out of this game. And I was watching part of this game and it didn't look to me like Darren Waller was totally covered the whole, it looked to me like he was creating separation at points, but Derek Carr was just not able to find him for whatever reason. But yeah, the New England Patriots continue their hot, hot start to the season. Uh, probably their least impressive game so far, but still handled the Raiders pretty easily. Moving on to the next game, it is the New York Jets going into Indianapolis and playing the Indianapolis Colts and the Jets continue to be an absolute hot sexy mess I mean my goodness gracious they are really bad right now they lost 36 to 7 the third straight blowout loss for the New York Jets the Colts on the Colts side of things Philip Rivers looks like he's getting comfortable in that offense he looks like he's he's you know kind of getting gelled with his receivers he was 17 for 21 217 yards and a touchdown and the Colts defense an underrated storyline this season they have been phenomenal through three weeks they're probably the best defense in the NFL uh, so far through three weeks they had two sacks three interceptions and two pick sixes in this game against the New York Jets Sam Darnold was was taken to the woodshed in this game he threw two pick sixes he was constantly under pressure uh, He's just in a tough spot. You, you gotta feel bad for a guy like Sam Darnold. I don't know how you can even evaluate whether he's the future of the franchise or not. I don't know, I don't understand how you can even begin to try to uh, 
analyze whether he is that when he is surrounded by absolute terrible talent. I mean, he's missing his top three receiving targets. He's missing his starting running back. He now and he lost his the starting left tackle in this guy in in this game. And, and obviously he has Adam Gase, who is just a. I don't even need to get into it anymore. Adam Gase is if he's not fired by Thursday, I I don't know what they do with the New York Jets anymore. But like I said, Sam Darnold, uh, he's struggled through through the first three weeks of the season, and it's hard to evaluate if it's him or if it's just the New York Jets being a complete hot mess. And then you have Jets fans that say, oh, this is fine. We're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. As if drafting another quarterback is the is the answer to the problem. It's not the quarterback is not the issue for the New York Jets. The the issue for the New York Jets is the New York Jets. The franchise from the top down is a complete mess. The Johnsons don't know how to run a franchise. They hired a terrible coach who who couldn't run it run a peewee football team, regardless of an NFL team. I mean, Adam Gase now uh, as a head coach through thirty game, uh, he has lost thirty games by double digits. His record as a coach is 30 and 38 all time. And so out of his 38 losses, 30 of those, he's lost by double digits. So he, when he loses, he loses bad. And we've seen it through three weeks. Adam Gase is, is just not cut out to be a head coach in the NFL. I don't even know if he's cut out to be an offensive coordinator unless he has Peyton Manning throwing passes for him. But like I said, the New York Jets are an absolute mess. And, and this is a good win for the Colts. You know, if you want to be a good team, you got to blow out bad teams. And that's exactly what they did. They blew out the worst team uh, possible. Moving on to the next game, the Washington football team went into Cleveland, went into the dog pound to play the Cleveland Browns. And Cleveland walks away with a 34-20 victory over the Washington football team. And fun fact, the Cleveland Browns, for the first time since 2014, have more wins than they have losses on the season they for the first time since 2014 2014 they are above 500 that is just immaculate holy i don't even like you think you have it bad as a sports fan and i'm a dolphins fan and i've had it pretty bad for a long time and then you look at the cleveland browns and my goodness what a just what a terrible terrible franchise they've been for so long they haven't had a winning record since 2014. They finally do do have a winning record. They're two and one on the season, uh, and and they might have the best backfield in the NFL. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt have been an incredible pair this season. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt could be a starter on almost every team in the NFL, he, and he would be an improvement. I mean. Nick Chubb in this game had 19 carries, 108 yards, and two touchdowns. And Kareem Hunt chipped in 46 yards on the ground, two catches uh, for 18 yards and a touchdown. These guys are are the backbone of this team. Baker Mayfield, I would have loved to see him play a little bit better in this game. Uh, he was 16 for 20, 356 yards. He did throw two touchdowns. But I guess when your offense, uh, your, your ground game is working as well as the Browns' ground game is, uh, you know, you don't need the quarterback to do all that much. But the Browns, you know, they pick up a win when they should have gotten a win. This is a this is the type of win that they wouldn't have gotten last year. And there was times in this game where they were trailing and it did not look good. And we thought, oh, shoot, it's the same old Browns. But they were able to pull out a win. I think they have a really, really big test next week against the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's going to kind of be a barometer for, for where they are at as a team right now. If they're good enough to compete with the Dallas Cowboys who 
you know, might not be the best team in the NFL right now, but I think they're certainly better than the Washington football team. Uh, and as far as the Washington football team goes, Dwayne Haskins, he had a rough day again. He he did not look good today. Uh, if you look at his numbers, they're not atrocious. He did have 224 yards, uh, but he also threw th- three interceptions to just two touchdowns. And uh, he just needs to be better. I know he's in a tough situation, but... Uh, you know, this team will probably be in prime position to draft a quarterback next offseason. And so far, I don't know if Dwayne Haskins has shown me enough, shown the Washington football team enough to prove that he is the guy, uh, that he's going to be the franchise guy. So I think Dwayne Haskins needs to do more if he doesn't want to be replaced this offseason. Moving on to the next game, the Panthers at the Los Angeles Chargers. And this is one of the bigger upsets of the week. The Panthers go into Los Angeles and beat the Chargers 21 to 16. Uh, Justin Herbert uh, looked pretty well, pretty good in this game again. I mean, for a rookie, I mean, he was not nearly as good, I would say, as he was against Kansas City. But he still was 35 for 49, 330 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Keenan Allen went off. He had 13 catches for 132 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and and Teddy Bridgewater played pretty well as well. He had he was 22 for 28, 235 yards and a touchdown. He continues to be a really efficient passer. He's not going to blow you away, but he's going to manage the game. He's not going to make horrible mistakes. And the Panthers' offense, uh, they are fun at times. They really struggled in the red zone in this game. They could not punch the ball in the end zone. Uh, you know, not having Christian McCaffrey was definitely a big factor there for them. Uh, but their kicker, Joey Sly, uh, who is actually our average Joe of the week this week. Joey Sly, for the very first time, the average Joe Joe is actually a Joe. Oh, right. Joey Sly. And I know you're thinking, you're thinking, Joey Sly, he went five for five field goals. Like, that's way above average. Why is he an average Joe of the week? And listen, yes, five for five is impressive. Great job by Joey Sly. Uh, But he was sort of, you know, a sly five for five, if you want to say, because um, he... uh, he did not kick a field goal more than 31 yards. So, you know, none of these field goals were that. I mean, I'm sure Joe thinks that he could definitely kick a 31-yard field goal. Uh, you know, yeah, so, yeah. you know, if, if Joe can do it, that's good enough for you to be the average Joe of the week this week. Joey Sly, the kicker of the Carolina Panthers. And Matt Rule gets his very first victory as a head coach in the NFL. Congrats to him uh, and the Carolina Panthers. Moving on to the next game, and it is the Bengals at the Eagles. And this is my least favorite game to talk about this week because it ended in a flipping tie. The worst thing that can possibly happen in an NFL game, it ended in a draw. There was no winner. There was no loser. All of us were losers because anybody that watched this game got ripped off because neither team won and both teams lost. Carson Wentz, I I don't even know what to say about this guy at this point. He's just flat out been bad this year. I mean, he's been bad. I've been watching quite a few snaps from him uh, so far this season. He's just missing receivers all over the field. He's missing dump-off throws. He cannot hit, you know, simple, simple throws. He can't hit even his tight ends. He's throwing guys way over their head. I mean, he's been bad. I don't know what the problem is with Carson Wentz in this game uh, or, or this season. Uh, but he he is just not the same guy that we're used to seeing. Uh, in this game, he had 225 yards. He had a touchdown and two picks. Uh, I mean, he's just got to be better, especially against a, a, a bad Cincinnati team. 
Joe Burrow basically, I mean, outplayed him. And Joe Burrow, this guy is getting killed out there. My goodness, that Bengals offensive line is atrocious. He was sacked eight times in this game, eight times. Uh, and he was absolutely murdered by Malik Jackson at one point. Malik Jackson hit him about as hard as you can get hit from the blind side. I mean, Joe Burrow did not see it coming. He got clocked by Malik Jackson. He had to he had to sit a couple plays out uh, before coming back into the game. Uh, and, and if the Bengals don't want to have a situation like, like an RG's three type situation, like an Andrew Luck type situation, they need to do more to protect their young quarterback because he looks like the real deal. He does not look like a rookie, but you got to do more to protect him because eight sacks for any quarterback is not acceptable. Uh, nonetheless, a rookie quarterback in his first uh, his first few games in the NFL. Uh, and then we got to talk about this, the, the lamest ending to a football game ever. I mean, so these teams, they went to overtime. Uh, I think the Eagles were super lucky to even get to that point. Carson Wentz finally woke up, drove him down the field, got him to overtime. Uh, and then neither team could score. They just were punting it back and forth to each other. And then the Eagles got in position to score. They were in position for for Jake Elliott to kick a 59-yard field goal to win the game, which is a long kick. And then the Eagles had a false start penalty. So they backed up five yards. So at that point, it's a 64-yard kick. If my math is correct, if 59 plus plus 5 is 64, then my math is correct. So it's a little bit of a longer field goal. But, But Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Eagles, decides... Not only is he not going to kick the field goal, he's just going to punt the ball. And at this point, there's under a minute left in the game. He's just going to punt the ball, concede the game, accept the tie. He's just going to, okay, we're just going to tie this game. I don't understand. And then the Bengals got it back. They threw one pass, let the time, let the clock tick down, and just accepted a tie. And I do not understand this. Both these teams came into this game down, uh, you know, without a win. They were 0-2. And I don't, I don't understand how, I don't, I don't understand how you can just concede to a tie like that. I would rather lose a game trying desperately to win than than not even try and have a tie. I mean, honestly, is 0-2 and one really better than 0 and three? I don't think so. I think much less of these teams because of this tie. And this was this was one of the most frustrating games, and the Eagles have been one of the most frustrating teams to watch this year. I expected a lot of them this year. I expected a lot out of Carson Wentz, and they've been atrocious so far this season. Moving on to the next game, it's the 49ers at the Giants. 49ers playing their second consecutive game at the dreaded MetLife Stadium that they say is injuring all their players. Uh, Kyle Shanahan coached up a good game. Uh, They won 36-9 over the New York Giants with essentially every key player imaginable missing from from this game. Very impressive job. Nick Mullins, who was in for Jimmy Garoppolo, went 25 for 36, 343 yards and a touchdown. He outplayed Daniel Jones, who was 17 for 32, 179 yards, no touchdowns, an interception. And of course, he lost another fumble. Uh, That has got to be so frustrating as a Giants fan. Uh, And it's got to be frustrating as a Giants fan to see your first round quarterback get completely outplayed by an undrafted uh, outcast of a quarterback in Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins was by far the best quarterback. And Daniel Jones is another guy like Dwayne Haskins. If he doesn't want to be replaced this next offseason with all these great quarterbacks coming to the draft, he needs to do more. He needs to cut the fumbles out. He needs to stop making boneheaded plays. 
and he needs to show him. I know he doesn't have a whole lot around him. That offensive line is not great. Uh, Saquon Barkley is obviously gone. They don't have the best skill position players, but but he needs to show more if he doesn't want to be replaced at this point. And as far as the 49ers go, uh, just keep picking up wins like this. I mean, you get you kind of get a little lucky with playing the Jets and the Giants back-to-back when you're dealing with all these injuries. But if you can just keep winning games at a consistent rate uh, until you get all your key players back, you'll be in pretty good shape. Moving on somberly to uh, the most disappointing game of, of the NFL Week 3 schedule. And that was the Chicago Bears going into Atlanta and playing the Atlanta Falcons. They did come out with a victory, 30-26. to uh, The Falcons had a 26-10 to lead heading into the fourth quarter, and they blew it. Uh, we're not going to get too much into that because that's what the Falcons do. They blow leads. They did it again. Uh, the biggest story coming out of this game, uh, unfortunately, I know, Joe, our boy, Mitcher Bisky, was benched in this game for Nick Foles in the third quarter, and I don't know where we go from here. I I, I don't I don't, I don't know. think we're gonna do this next week. I, I I don't think I can do it anymore. I don't think we can do it anymore, Mitch. We just gotta put on a brave face. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky. He did not play well in the first half. Uh, they were down, like I said, 26 to 10. Uh, and they decided they would go with Nick Foles. And they constantly, constantly during this game kept cutting to Mitcher on the sideline <laughs> with his helmet on so and his chin strap undone. Sad. Looking so sad. So sad. It was It was genuinely really sad to watch. Uh, if you haven't seen it, please don't torture yourself with this. Mitchell, I just want you to know that we still believe in you on mm. this podcast. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles was named the starter uh, going into next week. So, you know, the Bears might have given up on you, but we haven't given up on you, Mitchell. No, sir. We still think that you can you can do something. And if, and if, and if you're thinking, oh, maybe this football thing isn't for me. First of all, first of all, you're wrong. First of all, you're wrong. You just You just need a little change of scenery. Second of all... If you really want to quit football, contact us, okay? Please. Because we could use a third guy on this podcast. <laughs> yes. They say, what is it? Two's company, three's a crowd. Is that what the yeah. saying is? Not for us. Three's allowed. Three's are very much is. allowed, especially if it's Mitch or freaking Bisky. Yes. I understand you didn't, you know, you're not playing your best right now. That's okay. I think you have potential as a podcast host. Come mm. on to the show. We'll change the name of the show for you. You can be the host if you want. We can be Bisky and the boys. Yes. The Bisky boys. Come that would on. be so good. How good would that be? So, Mitch Bisky, if you're listening to this, please, please don't give up. Okay? You have so much potential, whether it be a quarterback or or a podcast host. We're not giving up on you, okay? Uh, you're still the backbone, the lifeblood of this podcast. <laughs> we need you to succeed. So, hopefully, we see Mitch Bisky at some point. Uh, but like I said, the Falcons, uh, they blew another lead. Uh, Nick Foles came in, led a huge comeback for the Bears. Uh, The Falcons, they need, I don't know, I I think it's time to move on from Dan Quinn as a head coach. I don't understand how many giant leads in the fourth quarter you can blow before you finally just, you know, you need 
you need better coaching. Coaching is such a huge part of being able to close out games. I mean, I don't understand how it's constant with this team. You, you can have these big leads and completely blow it. I mean, Matt Ryan was playing really, really well, really this whole season, uh, and, and playing really well in this game. Calvin Ridley had a good game. And then there was one point where Matt Ryan had seven straight incompletions, and they had three and out after three and out after three and out, and they could not move the ball. I mean, I think, you know, Dan Quinn, it seems like his days are numbered there in Atlanta. This is an embarrassing loss. And they're at 0-3 now. I think, I think, like I said, his days are numbered unless he can pull a rabbit out of his rear end at this point. Moving on to the next game, we're going to try to blaze through these uh, final few games here. The Titans and the Vikings. And this one, the biggest news to come out of this game was the very first cases of COVID-19 in the NFL came out of this game. Wow, yeah. that must have been what yesterday? Today yeah. they came out. Yeah, because you were just, we watched the game yesterday. Yeah, and, and you I were was, saying like, wow, there has not been a single yeah. one. Literally, we were watching Monday Night Football, and I was saying how impressed I was that that there was no COVID cases at this point. And this morning, or it was probably around lunchtime, it was reported that three Titans players tested positive for COVID nineteen. Which is you did this? Soup. I did this. I I put it into the airspace. It's my fault. Wow. I'm sorry. I don't know what I have to do to, to reverse this. Like, what do we have to find a like a well or something to wish in? I like I whatever a I can what, well. whatever I can do. Please, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put this in the air, but you know this game. You know the game was fine. Uh, Derrick Henry had 120 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook had 181 yards rushing for for a touchdown. Justin Jefferson went off. The rookie receiver had 175 yards for a touchdown. Uh, but the Titans were able to pull it a one-point victory. Steven Gotkowski once again hitting a... This is his third straight game-winning kick. Uh, I mean, that guy had got off to basically the worst start you can get off to this season. And now he's hit three straight game winners. Got to give him a shout-out. But like I said, the biggest news to come out of this game is the COVID-19 thing. Uh, both teams have canceled all in-person practices and meetings this week. The games, as of right now, as of recording this on Tuesday evening, this episode goes up on Thursday morning, recording this on Tuesday evening, the games are still scheduled to go, uh, to be played just like they would be, uh, but there is rumors that they could potentially move the games to Monday, to Tuesday, something like that. Uh, obviously, this is big. Hopefully, this can be contained. Uh, the NFL has done a fairly good job with COVID so far. I've been impressed, but I think this is their first real test uh, for the NFL season. Moving on to the Lions and Cardinals, and the Cardinals hit their first bump in the road this season. It's been a magical ride through three, two weeks. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray's been playing unreal. DeAndre Hopkins has been unreal, uh, and and they took a disappointing loss today to the Lions. Who the Lions snapped an 11-game losing streak. Uh, dating back to last season, they finally pick up a win. And their defense finally plays good under Matt Patricia. Uh, they had an impressive performance. They shut down Kyler Murray, who had three interceptions in this game, tied a career high. And, you know, the Cardinals are a young team. They're going to hit bumps in the road. You know, I wasn't expecting them to be a 12-4 and, 12 and 4 team. I wasn't expecting them to be an 11-5 and 5 team. You know, they're going to be more closer to 500. So, you know, you expect games like this from them time to time. And for the, for the Giants, Matt Patricia with this win potentially saved himself a couple more weeks as the head coach there uh, in Detroit. In the next game, the Texans versus the Steelers. The Texans 
desperately, desperately needed a victory this week, going in 0-2, having the toughest start to uh, a schedule imaginable pretty much this season. Uh, and they could not pull it out against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who pulled out a 28-21 victory uh, over the Texans. And the Texans' O-line, as expected, was completely overmatched in this game. The Steelers' incredible defensive line had five sacks uh, of Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson had to do a lot of improvising, had to had to do everything he could to keep them in this game. He had almost no help. They had no rush running game whatsoever. David Johnson did not show up. Uh, it was pretty much Deshaun Watson trying to make plays. Uh, they had a lead at one point going into the half. And they looked good, but just could not close it out. Uh, and, and I see a lot of people, as far as Pittsburgh goes, a lot of people are putting Pittsburgh up there with the top three teams in the NFL, or, or saying they're 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 a top five NFL team. And I you know I just want to pump the brakes on that for a second. I'm not going to say Pittsburgh's bad. Like I talked about over and over, they have a phenomenal phenomenal defense, probably one of if not the best defense in the NFL. But let's relax with with putting them up in the upper echelon. Uh, teams like Kansas City, like Baltimore. I mean, l- let's relax with that because they have not played a team so far this season that has a win this season. They Every team that they've beaten this year has not won a game. And I know the Texans, you know, they, they've obviously had a tough schedule. Uh, but let's relax on, on, on rating the Steelers uh, so highly until we see them play somebody for real, for real. Here we are hitting the home stretch, Joe. We're almost through all 16 games this week. The Buccaneers at the Broncos. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, pick up a 28-10 victory this week against a injury-riddled Denver Broncos team. Jeff Driscoll, the quarterback that got the start in this game, he did not play well. Uh, he's actually been named that he is no longer the starter. Brett Ripien will start this week at quarterback for um, for Jeff Driscoll, who was already starting for Drew Locke. Uh, and the Buccaneers just went in. They took care of business against a team that they should have beat, and they did beat. And Brady and this Bucks offense is starting to, they're starting to mesh. They're starting to look good. They're starting to look like uh, they know what they're doing. I mean, Tom Brady played a, probably his best game so far this season, 25 for 38, 297 yards and three touchdowns. He didn't throw a pick in this game. And the Buccaneers defense, I talked about, in the offseason that they were my pick for the most underrated defensive unit going into the season. And they've been phenomenal. They are the best part of this team right now. Shaq Barrett, the edge rusher who had a phenomenal year last year. He had two sacks. One of them was a safety uh, against his former team there in Buffalo, in uh, uh, Denver, rather, not Buffalo, in Denver. Uh, you know he was really jonesing to have a big game against his former team uh, and the, like I talked about with the Broncos, they're so banged up. I mean, I, they're playing, we'll talk about their game coming up this Thursday, but they're in a rough spot. Uh, you know, you can't really blame them too much for being 0-3. I think they have a bright future, but as of right now, there's just too many injuries for them to, to handle at this point. The next game, we had the Cowboys losing to the Seattle Seahawks 38-31. This was a phenomenal game. Super fun to watch. Two quarterbacks playing at a really, really high level. Uh, and everybody wanted to hate on me for saying Dak Prescott was going to win MVP this season uh, after the first se- week of the season, and he's played really well the last two weeks of the season. He in this game again, he had a he had a, a really good game. He was 35 for 57, 472 yards, three touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, 
and one of them kind of lost the game for the Cowboys there at the end. But it was it was sort of a desperation heave into the end zone, and Russell Wilson uh, played phenomenal again. I mean, the guy's been unreal. He's definitely the MVP front runner through three weeks. He's the first quarterback ever in the history of the NFL to throw for four or more touchdowns in the first three games of of an NFL season. He was 27 for 40, 315 yards, and he had five touchdowns for back-to-back games. He's been huge. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett look like one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL. They each have over 100 yards receiving. Uh, DK Metcalf had a huge touchdown to close out the game late after making a boneheaded move earlier, celebrating too early, and then fumbling the ball at the back of the end zone. Uh, He ended up making up for it by winning the game for the Seahawks. And Tyler Lockett had three touchdowns in that game. All that guy does is score touchdowns. Uh, But like I said, these two teams are fun. Their defenses are awful, but they have two really good quarterbacks, two really good offenses. Uh, but, But Seattle was just too much for Dallas to handle this week. Up next, we have the Packers going into New Orleans and defeating the New Orleans Saints 37-30. This was another good game. I think a lot of people thought that the Green Bay Packers would go in and potentially blow out the New Orleans Saints. But after a disappointing loss to the Las Vegas Raiders, the Saints really came out and they fought hard against a really good Green Bay Packers team. And Aaron Rodgers continues his revenge season. I mean, he's playing lights out this year. Uh, He was 21 for 32, 283 yards and another three touchdowns. And Green Bay might have more weapons than we initially thought. I mean, it seems like every week somebody else is stepping up for them. Uh, Aaron Jones out of the backfield has been really, really good so far this season. And this week, Alan Lazard, Alan Lazard has six receptions for 146 yards and a touchdown. 146 yards for Alan Lazard. I guarantee you, you pull 100... NFL fans and and 80 of them wouldn't know who Alan Lazard even is, but uh, he had a phenomenal game and and the Saints offense was better in this game, not good enough to compete with Green Bay and with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers looks like his old self again. He looks fun. Drew Brees not so much. He didn't play terrible in this game. He was 29 for 36, 288 yards and three touchdowns. But Alvin Kamara was really the big story of this game uh, for the Saints. The guy had a 197 all-purpose yards. He had 13 catches for and two touchdowns. He carried my team in fantasy this week. He had 44 points in fantasy himself this week. Without him, I don't win this week. So thank you. Thank you, Alvin Kamara. Moving on to the final week of, or the final game of week three. And this is the one that got me in a little bit of trouble. And Looking back on it, I don't know why I did this, but my lock of the week going into this game, into this week was picking the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. I locked it up. I thought the Ravens looked so good so far this season. I thought that they would they would go in and they would have a statement win over the Kansas City Chiefs. And they did not do that. Mm-hmm. They did not do that at all. Patrick Mahomes basically reminded the NFL who their daddy was. Uh, <laughs> he went out and scored... Four touchdowns on 385 yards. Uh, he just made it look so easy. Lamar Jackson, your boy, Joe, oh, I know. your boy, he he struggled in this game. He did not have 100 yards passing. He had 97 yards passing on 28 attempts. Uh, he, he had a touchdown, but, I mean, did not look good. He still ran for 83 yards, but as a passer, he just was not getting it done. 
and he, the Ravens had just a ton of mistakes, a ton of boneheaded mistakes. I mean, they had receivers dropping balls all over the field. Mark Andrews could not catch a cold in this game, and I needed him for fantasy this week. I barely won uh, because of Mark Andrews. That guy could not catch the ball this week. Uh, but the Chiefs, Chiefs look look so good. I mean, I underestimated them going going into this week, and I will never pick against them again. Uh, definitely never going to lock against them again because this week. I have to eat an egg. I have to eat a raw or drink a raw egg. I'm not going to eat the egg. I'm not going to bite the shell. Swallow the whole thing. I'm, I'm going to swallow the whole egg. Uh, I, I have to I have to drink the egg. So make sure you stay tuned to my Instagram because I'm going to post a video of me drinking this egg. So thanks so much, Patrick Mahomes, for making me do this. But that kind of wraps up week three recap. And why don't we just get into week four and give you my picks for the upcoming week of the NFL season. Jumping into week four and the Thursday night game, my coffee pick with my good buddy Joel this week. Uh, I get to pick between the Broncos and the Jets. And wow, wow, wee wah, as you would usually say, Joel. Wow, wow, wee wah. This is a bad game. Holy smokes. The Broncos, oh, sorry, what game is this? The Broncos and the Jets oh, on Thursday oh, night. Oh. I'm not going to lie. I stayed up and watched every single Thursday night game to the end. I I will be hard-pressed to do that in this game. Uh, like I talked about, the Broncos are beat up. They have nobody. Uh, Brett Ripien is starting, who I genuinely didn't know was on a roster uh, until this week. And I think I know a decent amount about football. He's starting this week against the New York Jets. And I, I'm going to pick the Broncos to win 21-10 for my coffee. Uh, give me my coffee because the Jets are a hot mess. And I think if the Jets lose this game, I cannot see a world and watch Adam Gase is not fired. I think his days are numbered in New York, uh, and it's, 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 he's as good as gone at this point. And then we get into the rest of the picks for this week. We have New Orleans going into Detroit. That's an easy one. Uh, New Orleans, they haven't played up to their potential yet. I still think they're better than Detroit. I think they get a get-right game here, uh, and they beat Detroit in Detroit. And then the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. These are the two teams that Tom Brady... Uh, potentially would, was going to sign with in free agency. Uh, Tom Brady gets the win this week uh, with Tampa Bay. Uh, Jacksonville versus Cincinnati. Uh, give me Cincinnati. Joe Burrow gets his first win this uh, this season, uh, first win of his career. Um, Jacksonville did not look good last week against Miami. Uh, I still like Gardner Minshew. I like what he brings to the table, but I'm just going to pick Joe Burrow this week. And then we have Minnesota. Uh, against Houston, two 0-3 teams. Both of these teams need this win desperately. I was struggling to pick a winner. I, I didn't know who to pick. And then with all this COVID talk between the Vikings and the Titans, uh, I ended up that being enough to pick Houston to win this week. Deshaun Watson has a big game, I think. And Houston finally gets a win with such a t- tough, tough schedule to start off with. And then we have Seattle going into Miami. Uh, I'm obviously taking Seattle. They've been the hottest team in the NFL through three weeks. Uh, I, I think it'll be closer than people expect. A lot of teams struggle, especially West Coast teams coming out to Miami to play. Uh, a lot of teams struggle against the Dolphins because of the heat and the travel. But I still think Seattle has enough uh, to take Miami down. Uh, Miami's still not a very good team. And then we have Pittsburgh versus Tennessee. And like we talked about with the Vikings, the Titans have to deal with all the covid uh, stuff this week, not being able to practice all week. So give me Pittsburgh to get their first, I think, legitimate win this season. And then 
a huge game that we talked about with Cleveland uh, and Dallas. This is a big game for both these teams. I think Cleveland, Cleveland, if they would go in and beat Dallas, this would be a statement game for them. But give me Dallas. Give me my Cowboys to beat Cleveland. Uh, and I think beat them pretty handily. Uh, I think offensively, uh, the Cowboys will be too much for, for that lackluster defense to handle. Uh, and then we have Arizona against Carolina. I like the Cardinals to get right and get a win after a disappointing loss this week. And we have Indiana or Indianapolis rather uh, going into Chicago, and they benched my boy Bisky. So I'm taking Indianapolis, the Colts, to go in there uh, and continue really a hot streak that they have going right now. Uh, three in a row for the Colts, and then we have Baltimore at Washington. Baltimore is going to beat the living crap out of out of Washington. I think they're going to be angry. Lamar Jackson's not going to be happy with with how uh, he's look how he looked against the Chiefs, uh, and, and they're going to put a beating on the Washington football team. And then New York Giants uh, getting into the 4 o'clock games. The New York Giants against the Los Angeles Rams. The Giants are bad. The Rams are not. Give me the Rams this week. Uh, and then we have New England versus Kansas City. And here is my lock of the week. I locked against the Chiefs last week. And they made me really, really pay for it. So I'm picking the Chiefs this week as my lock of the week over the New England Patriots. I think Kansas City is really good. Uh, I think I think New England's good. But I, I, I got to pick somebody bold to pick this week. And the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel pretty confident. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes going in there uh, and, and picking up a big win on Sunday. And then we have the Buffalo Bills going into Vegas and playing the Las Vegas Raiders. Buffalo is really hot right now. I have a hard time seeing uh, the Raiders beating them. So give me Buffalo. Uh, and then moving into Sunday night football, it's, it's kind of another rough game. It's the Eagles versus the Niners. Uh, the Eagles are so bad. Give me the Niners, even with all their injuries. I just, I don't, I don't know what to make of the Eagles right now. Uh, they're a mess. Uh, so I, I'm going to pick San Francisco just because Kyle Shanahan's a phenomenal coach. And then we move to the Monday night game, the Falcons versus the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Packers are just really, really good right now. I have a hard time believing that Aaron Rodgers is going to lose uh, to the Falcons. Uh, who knows? They might build another lead and blow it. But give me the Packers this week. And that kind of wraps up the football aspect uh, of this show this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Joe, you have anything non-football related you want to discuss before we... I, I'm still very nervous about eating this egg that I'm going to have to do after this episode. So if you have anything to maybe stall, anything to keep me from doing that, because the egg is sweating over there. It's looking at me. You ever heard of cyberpunk? Cyber... What? Cyberpunk. C- cyberpunk? Cyberpunk. Like... Is that a that's music? <laughs> oh my gosh! No, it sounds very familiar. Cyberpunk is like a movie or a genre, I guess. Okay, it's a, it's right. a way of life of sorts. Okay, a cyberpunk. Okay, yeah, I'm just into it right right now. Okay, well, what, what is cyberpunk? It? What is cyberpunk? Okay, you ever seen the movie Total Recall? Mm, no. <laughs> like a is it like a futuristic type? Yes. Futuristic yes. type, and uh, I'm really into edgy. that. There's really, like movies and stuff like that. Yeah, super cool. Hmm. Like Ghost in the Shell, like that kind of. Also, I don't know what that is either. That's I don't know. I just wasn't the Total Recall movie uh, filmed part of it in in Saint Thomas, Saint Thomas, which Format. is close yeah. to us. Yeah. Yes. Wow, Saint Thomas has a lot of shows. That's and movies. The, the new Total Recall. The yeah, first with, one with Arnold Schwarzenegger was not. I don't believe. Who was in the new one? Um, Colin Farrell. <laughs> 
You like Colin Farrell? Yeah, he's he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I, I love Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. All right. Cyberpunk. I, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if it's really totally what that is, but you're into it. I'm into it right now. Yeah. Very good. That's my that's Very my good. my phase of the days. Phase of the days. A new segment. Phase of the days. Cyberpunk this week. Yeah. Very good. This month. This month. Rather. This whole month. You've already dedicated yeah. this month to cyberpunk. Well, this month is almost over. Well, that's true. It's not a whole lot of commitment. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, cyberpunk. Mm. Well, thanks for that, Joe. I guess that kind of wraps up this week's episode. A little bit of a smaller episode. Uh, didn't have a, a segment in between today, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you did enjoy, please uh, make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, download the show. It really helps us if you download the show. Uh, it shows us that you are listening. It shows us that you appreciate the show. And if you do appreciate the show, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. A five-star review goes a long way. And, and a rating, giving us, you know, telling us something that we, you love about the show, again, goes a long way to spreading the podcast around. And if you love the show and if you have other other friends that would potentially uh, enjoy the show. Make sure you sh- you share it with them. We're trying to, like I said, build a community, uh, spread the show around, uh, and follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to see me drink an egg, which I'm going to do <laughs> right after we turn off the recording devices here, I'm going to drink an egg. If you want to see me do that, follow us at underscore average Joe Show on Instagram and Twitter. And since we got really nothing else to talk about, we'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>